That's way past the PJ hour. There's a certain cutoff line where my ass needs to be in my PJs on my couch. You guys all have mustache. That works for me a lot. This is how you get Eugene's. Do you want Eugene's? Because this is how you get Eugene's. Here's Satan roll credits. Old timers are just flying by the seat of our pants. I am suicidal enough to enjoy this. Oh, how are you? <laughs> um, I'm alright. I'm tired. Had a hella busy day today, just with work and helping a coworker, and then I had to help my dad run around do stuff, and... Ugh, busy day, and come home, whiny kids and attitudes, and another day, another normal day in paradise. How about you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> same. <laughs> just same. Actually, today, uh, for a Monday... It was good, although tomorrow and Wednesday are going to be hellish. Um, but, but on the flip side, I'm, um, I'm trying to set things up for a really good stress-free Friday yeah. and then Saturday back at it. So, yeah, that's same. I try to do that with, with my uh, schedule. I try and make Mondays and Friday easy and then the rest of the week I'll work my ass off. Mm-hmm. But. Not really. I mean, the weather's breaking, so work's starting to get nuts, and so it's... Yeah, I bet. Not much you can do. I got half the things on my list done today, and I'm like, oh boy. Well, there's my Tuesday, and I haven't checked the single email yet. <sighs> Fun! What a, yeah. we're, we're both just, like, delightful this evening. Just... Oh, delightful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm actually glad that... Uh, that we're able to podcast tonight because it's like the one shining fun part of the day other than the ice cream bar that I had for supper. That was like, that's a close second. Nice. nice. <laughs> uh, otherwise, just a shit sandwich. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> small Happy victories, Monday. sir. Small it victories. It is. It's those small victories. It's like, oh, that ice cream sandwich. <laughs> uh, mm. Hey, single people, this is what you have to look forward to. Yeah, it is. It, it <laughs> certainly is. <laughs> Uh, well, TJ, I already talked about this in text, but I thought we'd talk about it a little bit. TJ was saying something about us getting together and just having like a nerd out weekend, like just plan it months in advance. And I was like, I would love to do that. That would be fantastic. But you just don't. It's we're, once you're married and kids, it's so impossibly fricking hard to do stuff like this that, oh, it's just I guess maybe were we too hard on our married friends when we were single? Because I remember all the time we're like, oh, just get a freaking sitter, whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's not that easy. And then it costs all yeah. kinds of money and it's giant pain in the rear end. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And then you get, the older you get, then the, uh, the less friends you have. And then it's. <laughs> <laughs> that might just be us. <laughs> yeah, it could be. crotchety yeah. bastards. Yep. Uh, <laughs> just, just let me have my podcast. Let me have my movies. I'm good to go. That's, <laughs> my midlife crisis is all about. Movies. Yeah, that's what I told my, my movies. I told my I'm wife. Happy. If my if my, the culmination of my midlife crisis is that I started buying VHS again, well, be happy. It's about as mm -hmm. bad as it's going to get. Someday, yeah. TJ. Someday, when our kids are older and we can get away with doing these kinds of things. Yeah, because I would like that. Like you know, I still think back to our trip to Puerto Vallarta. Now, granted, we're probably not ever going to be able to do something like that again. But uh, uh, would, it, would you want to? Honestly, no. 
I'm surprised that we are still alive after Seriously, I'm surprised we're still alive after that trip. I, I hesitate to call it a vacation. Let's just call it a trip. Let's call it a, a, a survival week or something. I don't know. Jeez. Yeah, that was... Does a month go by in your life that you have not, at some point in the month, thought about that vacation? Because not me. Oh, it's just the most... Just debauchery. Just de- debauchery. <laughs> Incriminating debauchery. Oh, yeah, yeah. I still have somewhere a disposable camera that has never been developed. Oh, boy. That is blackmail material there. (laughs) What's funny is the Hangover movies take place on single nights. This was a week. Oh, wow. Our our livers and noses. Well, uh, yeah. (laughs) No, no. Yours, not mine. (laughs) And Jason's. Uh, Or, yeah, anyway. (laughs) Uh, a party to be named later in the uh, ensuing yeah. Uh, yeah, suit. Um, okay, are you ready to talk about some movies? Or, or, did I ask you how you were? I think I already know. I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 Mediocre at best. I have, I'm a strong C, All maybe right. C minus. All right. Well, hey, we're, we're potting, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you ready to move on to the roulette? Yes. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough, and last week it was... 24 Hours to Live up against Beyond Skyline. I can't wait to... What is that? Raisin Bran? I don't know. She just came down and grabbed a bowl of Raisin Bran and went back to her room. Whatever, she's all smiles. As long as she's uh, keeping the boys at bay. And Hey! Yep. High five. Okay. Uh, I'm up first. 24 Hours to Live. Revived by an experimental procedure, a hitman gets to live an extra 24 hours which he uses to avenge his dead wife and child and redeem himself. Ethan Hawke, Paul Anderson, Rutger Hauer. Uh, it seems like uh, as these some of these actors hit, what are, they, what are they, 45, 48? And it's like, hey, guess what, buddy? It's the Taken effect. It's now your turn for your action vehicle. In, as the old guy who are getting up there guy who's going to retire, but you're the baddest ass in your profession, and here here you go. And, you know, Liam Neeson has Taken, and uh, Keanu Reeves has John Wick, and I'm sure there's a host of others out there. And if not, there soon will be. And if this is Ethan Hawke's vehicle for that, oh, oh, my friend, my dear, dear friend, you can bet my ass will be in seat Four sequels. Yes, Siri Bob. This is a good movie. And you Ooh, will nice. definitely like this movie. Um, I can't really, I don't really want to say too much about it because I don't want to spoil anything. I don't even know what the runtime on it was, but it sure felt like 70 minutes. This thing moves a thousand miles an hour. 90 minutes. It didn't feel like Give it. This thing was awesome. It's shot great. The action is great. Uh, it does a bit of the John Wick thing where it's like, I have one pistol, headshot, 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 you know, perfect shooting every single time. But that's okay. I didn't feel like a ripoff. And I was most concerned about the ending because obviously 24 Hours to Live, we're doing a Jason Statham, what is it, what are those, uh, Crank? We're oh, doing a Crank okay. type thing, obviously, because they say you have 24 hours to live and you have... The dorkiest thing is that they have a timer built into his arm. Like, if you revive a guy and he only has 24 hours to live, he's not going to have a timer in his arm. Duh. You just... You got 24 hours to live. But it's a vehicle for the audience to know how much time has that he's got left. That or It's just a trick to do that. That's fine. I can let it go in a movie this silly. 
So I was most concerned about the ending. And I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to say what happens. I'm just going to say I was very happy with the ending and the way that things wrapped up. I I can't imagine you wouldn't like this movie. I hope you watch it as soon as possible. I think this is a total gem in the rough. This is great. There you go. 24 hours to live. Is it uh, one for my wife and I to watch? I mean, can she do John Wick? Yeah. Yeah, then I think so. I mean, nothing's coming to mind because it's one... It's one of those movies that the drinks started flowing after I started watching because oh, I was like, this is One of those shit. movies. Yeah. Uh, and then I finished it up the next day. I don't recall anything crazy. Lots of, of violence? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's lots of gun, but it's gun shooting violence. You know, it's not like uh, decapitations and, you know, his intestines flying out all over the screen. Headshots and Just, stuff. Yeah. That's Action that's movie. just my uh, and I don't recall any sex or anything really. Uh, I I I don't know. It's up to you. If I I would say if that if she can do a John Wick, then she can she'll be all right with that. That's my guess. Anyway, Perfect. I will definitely watch this one again. And uh, if they would find a way to make more in this series, I would definitely watch it. Is this one that I'm guessing that this is probably going to be pretty much tops of the list thus far for the year for roulette for you? Oh, boy. Without having a list in front of me, it's hard to say, but I would easily top 10 at this point. I'd say that's an easy judgment to make. Okay. But I'd have to actually look at the list to see what's been on there. I I, I mean, it, it, you know how it is. Day, week in and week out of roulette, it's just... They oh, blend together. What shit is he shoveling me next? And every once in a while, there's a thing. So, Agreed. Anyway, please, I'm dying to know about Skyline, too. Okay, well, then um, after... The complete shit show that Day of the Dead was last week. I am also happy to report that my roulette was a thumbs up. Um, however, this is for specific audiences only. This is uh, white people. First off, if if, <laughs> if you like the original Skyline, you're gonna probably like this because it is better than that. Um, I was making a racist joke. At least acknowledge it. <laughs> oh, what? I didn't hear what you I said. I said white people. <laughs> yes, I, I suppose so. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, uh, I mean, everything and the kitchen sink. That's this movie. What can we just do in an hour and 45 minutes that is crazy? Well, let's do this. Let's have this in there. Oh, let's have more of the brain creatures and explain that and now have a child offshoot of a hatched brain alien thingy or impregnated lady. And it's, the storyline is so all over the place, yet it somehow works in a trashy film sort of way. Um, it's probably 15 minutes too long, but I was never really bored. And the fact that they just, they go all out. Like, I, I still can't, I'm actually on IMDb here, and I'm not seeing what the budget is on IMDb, but I'll, much like the first one, actually even more so than the first one, this has got some fantastic effects. Like we're talking like theatrical quality, big budget effects. They look so good, so good. So I, maybe the maybe the movie had a big budget. I don't know, but it seemed like it did. Uh, acting is good for what it is, especially from uh, Frank Grillo. He was really really good. Everybody else was adequate or you know or good. But if you like big gigantic spaceships and aliens just wrecking havoc on everything on planet Earth, 
Uh, you'll probably like this. Uh, I really liked the, where they actually start to figure out, like, what the aliens are doing and the whole, it's a bit of a, uh, I'm seeing a budget here on Wikipedia of $20 million. That's incredible because it looks much bigger than that. Uh, but this is a little bit of Matrix crossed with Prometheus, maybe. Whoa. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe in the, in the fact, uh, in the, like what's really going on and what, what the aliens are up to and why they're up to it. And it's so crazy, dude. I, halfway through the movie, they end up in Thailand and, uh, the guys from the raid movie, two of the guys from the raid movies show up and. For real? All of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then all of a sudden it, it turns into a just martial arts kicking alien ass with big swords and stuff and black blood and oh, oh yeah. I am in. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a bit disjointed, but I can't imagine you wouldn't like this. Again, it's a bit too long. This should have been ninety minutes, and then this would have been total gem. Total gem. But as it is, I I I I got to give credit to the filmmakers. They they're like, "Well, let's go for it. Let's just let's throw as much as we can at the it's kind of Michael Bayish almost." Oh, you aren't saying anything to dissuade me. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, just if that sounds good to you, then watch on. And it, it even like after the movie like roll credits and then we get bloopers in the end, which is just I'm like, "Okay, that's weird, but this movie is so weird that I, I'm going with it. But okay, haha, bloopers in this not really funny movie, I guess. Yeah, but Whatever. that just means that they know what they are. They, they, oh, it does. It does. But wow, what a crazy movie. Um, this, with, if obviously, if the CGI would have sucked, then my score would have dropped exponentially. But with the, man, with the effects as they were, whew, that was, that was good. Check it out. Awesome. You definitely need to check this out. This is a good drinking movie, by the way. <laughs> it sounds like both of our movies are. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Awesome. I yep. will be watching that very soon. Okay. Uh, you ready for the next round? Mm-hmm. Coming your way. I remember you. Young urbanites renovating a rundown house and a psychiatrist grieving his son's disappearance are connected to a supernatural decades-old secret. Uh, next up, Bitch. Cracking under the demands of children and a philandering, thankless husband, an overworked suburban mother assumes the persona of a ferocious dog. Jason Ritter, Jamie King. Alrighty. And lastly, Annihilator's Action Force on YouTube. Just because I like to give you your little bit of horror thing and, you know, your something that would come up on Code Red on Blu-ray and it's that kind of 80s movie. Um, yeah. Nah, anyway, I haven't thrown you one of those things in a while, so back up you go. Perfect. Okay. And heading your way is, um, I think that this was put on the roulette a long time ago. Neither of us took it, probably because of the subject matter, but I figured it's worth revisiting possibly. And that is 2013's Fruitvale Station, uh, starring Michael B. Jordan and directed by the now A-list director Ryan Coogler. This is the story of Oscar Grant, 22-year-old Bay Area resident who crossed paths with friends, enemies, family, and strangers on the last day of his life. This is a true story, and it gets pretty much universal praise across the board. It's an only an hour and 25 minutes, but I'm sure it's going to be fairly heavy stuff, considering the subject matter. But 
at some point, I really do want to watch this movie. I, I think that, that Michael B. Jordan is a great actor and, uh, I can't imagine this is not going to be a good movie. On the other end of the spectrum is a, uh, you never know. Um, it could be a gem, uh, called a friend request from 2016. It is a horror thriller and the cover says evil is trending. You see. Evil's Trending. Uh, directed by Simon Verhoeven. I cannot imagine that he has any relation to Paul Verhoeven, but he might be. Um, anyway, it's, uh, uh, friend request is about... Um, uh, who cares? It's a... Uh, okay, last but not least is uh, Extraordinary Tales. Uh, this is actually one that I have seen. Hey, hold on here. I'm trying to locate that movie. There it is, 2013. This is uh, this was actually a roulette that I gave huge marks to. In fact, I believe it was my best of the year. Yeah, it was. Um, only an hour and 13 minutes long. It is a series of animated short films all based on the works of Edgar Allan Poe uh, with the voices of Christopher Lee, Bella Lugosi, Julian Sands... I love this, uh, love this movie. Gilmore del Toro, Roger Corman. It's, it's great. Um, my only complaint, from what I remember, my only complaint with this movie is it felt like it should have, there should have been like one more story. Um, it felt a bit truncated. Like, I liked it that much, but I figured it's time to throw that on the roulette to kind of force you, like, push you into watching that one maybe a little bit. Unless, of course, you want to watch, uh yeah, friend request. I really okay. do not. Thank you for extraordinary tales. I will take that one. And I, it's one that I kind of forgot about. So it's I'm glad you threw it on there. It reminded me to give me the kick in the pants to watch it. So I will be taking that one. Okay, and um, I am glad that you put uh, I remember you on the roulette because I've been wanting to watch that one. That is a bork bork movie, <laughs> and um, so yeah, looking forward to that one. The trailer looks good. And uh, it got very good reviews, uh, all that good stuff. So I'll check that one out. All right, there you have it. Next week it will be Extraordinary Tales up against I Remember You. <sighs> okay. Um, get rid of this here. I mean, do you want to try and do a second segment? I we kind of not planned on it because we were gonna, we were going to start late and then we're kind of starting on time, but. Yeah, well, I mean, whatever you, we can just kind of wing it and see what happens. And well, I had the new kind of game thing, but it's not going to work well for us because of what we because of the wheel of cinema last week. I was kind of setting it up as a trap for Steven, but he couldn't be on tonight. So oh, <laughs> uh, and I don't really want to tell you what it is because it has to do a little smidgenly bit with your browser history. Uh, so if I tell you then we will both be guarded and Steven will be guarded about what they go and look at. Okay. So, uh, but it, it's so nothing we'll, weird or anything. It's, it is completely has to do with movies. I just, it, we'll save it for another time, but I got, you know, I, I like have these things that ping pong around in my brain and it's like, that'd be a fun game. And then we go and play it and it's like, nah, this sucks. Uh, but at least <laughs> it's fun, funny for the, maybe the audience, or at least we can maybe. all laugh at how, Stupid the things I think are going to be fun are. Um, do you want to, what do you want to do? I don't care. Hey, I've got my, uh, my theater tickets next to me. We can do a quick, go, quick couple theater ticket lottery thing. The hell with want. it. Let's do it. I can grab yeah. mine. See, we're, oh, oh, old timers are just flying by the seat of our pants. Yep. Let's talk about old times. <laughs> oh. 
the dog snuck in. How'd you get in here, baby? We'll do a quick round, because I, I got some, some stuff to talk about recently watched. Okay. We can do a quick three-rounder here. There we go. And I get to go first. Uh, Eugene, would you please give me... Let's see here. Theater, ticket, lottery. A horror movie. I'm going horror. Okay. And the winner is... From Maslin12. Oh, wow. This is an interesting one. The Box. Oh, we are going to be talking about this movie some. Yes, we are. The Box. Uh, I think I'm going to need a ruling on that one. Uh, yeah, because that's, that's borderline horror there. It's that's got some elements in there. 2009. That is drama fantasy mystery. Sorry. That, that sounds right. Are you, That's on IMDb? It is, yes. Yeah, I just got drama thriller. I mean, not even sci-fi. Come get fucked. Okay. Uh, that should be that should be at the very least science fiction. But that is one that I remember. I watched that by myself, literally by myself in the theater. I believe I was the only person in that theater watching that movie. Did we watch together? No, I watched that on your recommendation. I went in for like I, the time here is twelve o'clock noon, so I believe that I probably just watched it by myself. But that was my yeah. I by my lonesome and a complete lonesome. I had the theater to myself on that one. As I recall too, like the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, it was all right. I, like I didn't. Love it. I didn't fall in love with that movie until like the second or third time I watched it. And I actually got angry with my past self. I was like, why was this so hard for you to understand? Everything is there on the screen. All you have to do is pay attention. But like the most general audiences who didn't like the movie, I apparently didn't pay close enough attention. Okay, what do you want? Um, let's go with uh, science fiction. Burning my gaze. What do we got here? Ah, prick. Uh, now the question. Yeah, shit. I'm trying to weasel my way into saying it's only worth half a point, but that's even bullshit. I can't swallow. Pandorum. Huh. That's science fiction. I mean, it's yeah, I'm, horror oh, science I'm fiction. You a, I'm giving you a full point on it. One full point. Uh, it, yeah, there's horror elements in there, and if, if it, see now, if you had said horror and I pulled that up, that would probably be a half a point, right? Yeah. Okay. But that, I mean, you, you gotta give that a full point of sci-fi, because they're on the spaceship, and going to, you know, yeah. Yeah, alien creature things, and then the end, yeah. Alright. I love that movie, and that is one where, I'm not sure which one of us watched it first, that's another one I watched by myself. I did not watch that with anybody else. Uh, and I'm not sure if I watched it first and then you went to see it or vice versa, but I'm sure that one of us recommended it to the other one. I don't remember. I You have, are so much better at pulling this shit up. It has to be like really monumentally weird for me to remember who I went and saw every single thing with. Like something had to happen. Like, oh, the, the guy knocked over the margarita glass at the restaurant before we went over to that movie. And that, okay, yeah. I remember that movie. But like Pandorum, I probably saw at the Dollar Theater on a nooner. And was like, oh, it was okay. I really wanted to like it, but it was too dark. Until mm. until we got the Blu-ray. Yep. Okay. Um, why don't you give me an action film? Okay. Uh, 
And the winner is... Huh? Well, wait. I want to make sure that I haven't said this one already. Um, Because I have my list here. Oh, I think we're good. Dread 3D. Oh, okay. I would definitely say that that is a point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, it's in the future, uh, but... It falls into sci-fi as well. I have been yeah. watching... We're going to get into it recently watched, but... Uh, I have been watching a lot. What's her name? Lena Headley? Is that her name? Yeah. Oh, ho. I've been spending some time with Lena Headley this week. We'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. <laughs> I love that movie, by the way. I think Dread 3D is such an underseen total gem. I agree. Joni actually, every now and then she'll bring that movie up. She's like, remember when I was very, very pregnant with Hudson and we were living in Florida and you took me to see Dread 3D? She hated it. Really? I mean, because it is so, it's, I mean, it's so insanely violent and gory and just. Well, and it's ugly and it's violence too. Violent. Yeah, it's so ugly and it's violent. And the 3D was so in your face. Like the killing was so in your face. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> I've only seen that one in 2D. But I, I, I could tell where, oh, this would be really great in 3D. I wish I could see it in that. But they, the showtime was non, it was like 9.50 or something in the evening. It's like. Give me a break. Uh, okay. Let's see. I didn't do What do you want? Um, let's go with uh, straight up action. I like we both started off going right for what is in our wheelhouse. Then we're like, well, let's pull it back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have to be risk. We have to be risky with our third one. Just. Oh yeah. I, okay. We, we will be. Um, I'm. I think I'm going to say no to this one, but I'll I'll hear your the, the the courts will hear your arguments. The village. Yeah, that's a suspense thriller. I uh, yeah, I would agree. Now, who did you watch that one with? If you remember, I let's I watched... see. It's three fifty. Well, uh, cost three fifty to get in. Eight eighteen on a Wednesday at one thirty five. I mean that's a. Cinemark movie is probably, yeah, it looks like it was probably a, well, it's not the Dollar Theater. That would probably be Worcester. 818. Uh, would that have, that might have been a Monday? I, I, do you know what 818 was? Was that a Monday? What year did that come out? This is where we oh, do the man. research. This is part of the game. Got to do the research. Yeah. Go, to our, go to our calendars. Can you look up uh, when The Village came out? Yeah, 2004. Oh, boy. And it was released July 30th, 2004. Let's see here. Say that July 30th, 2004. Mm-hmm. And I went August 18th. That was a Monday. So that would have been a Margarita Movie Monday. But it looks like we went for oh, nice. an early one. one thirty in the afternoon. So probably had a short day at work. And said, hey, want to go get some Margs and watch a movie? And went and did that. I have no idea who I saw it with, but you know how those Margarita Movie Mondays got, got away from us because we did those for years and years and the cast was always rotating. We would it was. go up to Tumbleweed and get 99 cent margaritas and then walk across the street to the movie theater. And there you go. It was good times. Good times. What do you think about that movie, though? Like, I know that most people absolutely hate it, but I think it's, I think it's okay. I mean, it's got, I, I called the, M. Night twist from the trailer. I remember that. I remember, I think I wrote it down on an envelope, maybe even for you, because I was like, 
this is my idea what the twist is. Let's wait and see. And then after the movie, I was like, is it this? And it was like, I yes, I was right. <laughs> I, it actually got me, and I saw this with Nathan and Liz and Joni, mm. my wife. Um, and I think that we all kind of liked it for what it, I, I liked it. I What I remember of it, I haven't seen it since. I think we watched it one time on DVD then. And it's, I mean, it's not his best stuff, but it was good. Good acting, a couple good scares, interesting Amishy type story. I, but, you know, but an interesting twist and a plot, and as far as the, the like the runaway sequels and remakes and all the garbage that we have today, at least it was an interesting new kind of idea. It's not something you see every day, and I'm kind of willing to give a little more props to at least a unique vision than, um, you know, same old shit over and over. Okay, my turn. Last round, I gotta be adventurous. <sighs> Boy. What did you see? Action. I don't want to do a comedy, although I'm sure that's what you're going to bring up. My gut says do comedy, but I think you're... Hmm. Science fiction. Can I, Is that okay? Because you're not yeah. as big a sci-fi guy as me. Of course, I just picked out Dread 3D again. Uh, hold Will on. Will you please separate those things, damn it? <laughs> <laughs> um, you said sci-fi? Yeah. You know, you might have won this one. 2012, that masterpiece from 2009. Ooh, that's a, definitely a sci-fi movie. Ugh, that was with, uh... That was John, Emirates, right? John Cusack. Yeah, ugh. Where he outruns the world's end in a limousine or something. Yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking in the theater that it was pretty okay. And then I got the Blu-ray for, like, stupid cheap, a buck or two, and then I watched it again, and I was like, oh my god. I might have actually gotten rid of that movie. I think I might have actually traded it in. It was like, I disliked it that much the second time around. But Yeah, I'll never watch it again. I own it on Blu-ray, but I'll never watch it again. <laughs> Ever. That's for the that's for the kids to trade in. Yes. <laughs> okay, uh, the score is two to one. You have a chance to tie, but you gotta nail mm. this one. I know. Um, well, now I want to go with a safe pick. Shit. I mean, um, I didn't go too crazy. I want sci-fi. <sighs> I'll go with adventure. That's not a safe... I don't know. Come on, give me something in the jungle with machine guns and machetes. <laughs> and Schwarzenegger, preferably. I'm trying to think of what movie that would be. Uh, that'd be Predator, which I'm guessing you didn't see in the theater, but... Uh, Adventure? I'm gonna say no. God, I hated this movie so much. And I might have watched this one with you. I kind of... My gut says so, but you, you're better at remembering this shit. General's Daughter. Travolta? Oh, oh, I think so. I think that that was... Oh, that was not good. Ugh. Let's just see. General's daughter from 1999. Madeline Stowe. Crime drama mystery. Shoot, I did not win that one. Simon West directed that. Oh, there's no adventure in that film. No, I remember that being very sloggy. Yeah. And wasn't there something Talky. in the general's daughter and then she was kind of like being statutorily raped or something? Maybe. I don't, I don't remember oh, anything cover about up it. And... Travolta was in it and I did not like it. Yeah, he was. that was after he was still riding the wave of Pulp Fiction and Broken Arrow and whatever. And <laughs> that phenomenon! Wave, that wave of Broken Arrow. Yeah, he made a shitload of shitty movies after Pulp Fiction. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was not a good movie. I used to have that on DVD. I think that that was one that I got like for free, like send in this certificate and get five free DVDs or something. And that was one of them. And I kept it on my shelf for a little bit and then traded it in. Ugh. Yuck. Oof. Oh, that was bad. Yay, I won. I finally won around. <laughs> General's daughter. I'm trying to... Did, did Was it you that I saw it with, though? I'm trying to remember the circumstances. I mean, I remember so little of it because I so did not like it. That was back in 1999. It says Tinseltown on it, too. Um. So, I mean, God, I saw that movie in Tinseltown. What is wrong? I, this is what happens when... This is what life was like when I was single. Go see movies. Just whatever. Go see movies, Whatever's yeah. playing. Doesn't matter. At Tinseltown, the biggest screen with the most trailers... Then you get married, and it's like, um, where can I go where it has the least amount of people and the least trailers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the closest to me. Mm. Yep, right. Uh, I'm right there with you. I, <laughs> hey, Avengers uh, is coming out, and I'm like, oh, what's the runtime? Oh, two and a half hours, a.k.a. three hours with trailers. I'm like, uh, that's a good, with going out to eat, that's about a five-hour date night. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> Uh, and it's not that we want shorter date nights. It's just that there's that much more time paying the sitter. There's uh, It's all just the bullshit time that sucks. It's the waiting around. The waiting and the waiting. And it's like, let's go. I could be at home watching two things in the time it takes to watch this. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's why I so appreciated the, uh, the quiet ones. Because it was 90 minutes long. We had a quick meal before that. It was a... For what it was, a cheaper date. And it's so rare that there's a great movie that comes out that's only 90 minutes long. And you still have 20, 25 minutes of trailers. So you're like, everything's math. It's like, oh, now we're pushing two hours. Well, that's X amount of dollars for the babysitter and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. You know the drill. Oh, yes, I do. Yep. This is the way that me and my wife do dates now. When, you know, before we were married, it was... Oh, we'll go out to eat and probably watch a movie and then come home and maybe watch another one, hang out. Yeah. And after being married, it's, uh, well, let's go out and watch, a, let's go out, d- date night. Yay, let's go uh, eat dinner and watch a movie. We head to Canton, eat some dinner. What are the movie times? Oh, this was a rant that I was going to go on about a month ago and I completely forgot about. The movie times. And these motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I understand why they do it. I get it. But it's a royal pain in my ass and every sane person who eats at a rational time. They try and cram as many viewings of every movie in as they can, so they do the math backwards. Okay, well, people are going to not go to a movie past 10 o'clock. So our last showing has to be at like 10 o'clock. Okay, well, our movie's two hours long. What's before that? they got to space it out a certain way so that they get all the showings in that they can. It just so happens that by doing so, the... Worst possible times ever for trying to eat dinner at a dinner time and then go to a movie. It's fucking impossible. The show times are like at 6 o'clock and 10 o'clock. It's like, what? I'm eating dinner at 6 o'clock. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then you got to wait around until 10. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that because then yeah. i got to watch a three-hour movie with the trailers and then i got an hour drive home. I'm sorry, but... We're too old for that shit. I, that, that's way past the PJ hour. There's a certain cutoff line where my ass needs to be in my PJs on my couch. Same yeah. with my wife. She's the same way. But we do this thing where we're like, we're, we're going to go out. We're going to watch a movie. It'll be fun. And then we're sitting at dinner and we're eating. And it's like, she's like, what are the, what are the, what are the show times? And I'm like, okay, uh, here they are. It's this, 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 and this. We've already missed this one. 
we can wait around for three hours and then get home at one o'clock in the morning, or we can go home and rent it on Voodoo in a week. What do you want to do? And we always go home because it's fuck you. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm even at that age. The last time that I saw Slayer up in Cleveland, I was by myself and Slayer was on. I'm like, yeah, Slayer. But halfway through the set, I'm like, huh, this is good. But ooh, if I book it out of here now, I beat the traffic and yeah, I miss half of the Slayer show, but I'm going to be home by 1130 and I'll be nice and in bed with a, hopefully a real quick buzz by midnight. Versus, I, can, I can get in a couple episodes of The Outer Limits or something. Yeah, I can get an episode of something in. So let's just call her a night. Sorry, Slayer. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, where back in the day, it would be like, we're going to close the show down and then maybe go get a drink afterwards or whatever and get home at 2.30. We wouldn't even start the party or drinking or anything until 11 o'clock. Yeah. Like, because we'd go to dinner at 9.30. Yeah. In some instances, back when we were single, it was like literally I would come back from girlfriend's house. This is way back in the day. You and our partner in crime, Jason, would show up at my house at midnight, 12 12 a.m. And that's when the evening would begin. Like, yeah. okay, now it's time to get the Dreamcast out. Let's get the deep fryer out for French fries or junky pizza or chips. Or let's, we're drinking and playing video games until 6 a.m. or later. Yep. <laughs> oh, good times. I mean, I could never do that anymore, but those were good times. Oh, no, we could. It's just that you pay for it for four days. Mm-hmm. You can't get back into a proper sleep schedule and a rest schedule, and that is impossible to recover from when you have kids at your door at 7 a.m., like clockwork every single day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just can't do it. It's not that we're old and can't do it so much as it's just too much work. <laughs> it is. For that six hours of bliss, it is four days of hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but the memories, ah, those memories. <laughs> yep. Uh, we're, they shall stay safely sealed away in our brains, I hope. <laughs> We were crazy this weekend. We watched a movie. We didn't start until like 10 o'clock, and it was a two and a half hour movie. Was, ooh, wild times. Yeah, that's... that's... Ooh, staying up late. <laughs> yeah, even that for me, that is... That's oh, it pushing was, it. It was pushing it, and I'm not going to lie. I, I dozed off for about 15 minutes there in the middle, but uh, the movie was so damn awesome that I was just like, I just sat there just going, this is great. I love this so much, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Well, a tease. I've just been teasing recently watched like crazy. Okay. Are you ready to get on to recently watched? Yes. And I'm up first. Wonderful. Okay. What do we want to do here? Well, since I've been watching so much VHS, I think that I owe it to our audience to start off with something a little more current and topical. So let's go with, Season one of the Netflix original, Lost in Space. I binged through this bitch in about a week. It did not take long. I, I, it's great. I loved this show. I cannot wait for them to make more. That being said, it started off a smidge rocky for me, and not the show itself, just my reaction to it. The first episode was very stressful as a parent. It's uh, nonstop chaos. I've talked about it before, like with those old, older cartoons where uh, the the cat eats a sandwich and there's hot sauce on the sandwich. So he goes to the fishbowl to try and cool it off. And then he goes, oh, gross, it's fish water. So then he goes to the toilet bowl. Oh, gross, it's toilet, etc, etc, etc. That's what the first episode was for an hour plus. 
of kids in peril. So yeah. it was had my heart beating and sweating the whole time. But the special effects were astounding. So I was the sci-fi guy I mean was still in. As the show went on, um, you know, what else can I say about it? The Dr. Smith character, you will hate her with a passion that burns deep within your soul. But that is because she's a villain. And it's not because of she's a bad character, a poorly written character. You're supposed to hate her. And you do. Oh, God, do I hate her. Uh... So just for those that haven't started it yet, just a little heads up. Just be prepared. This person you want to see die painfully. Uh, what else? We often talk about, oh, there was this episode was a mess or that episode was a mess. I would say out of the whole of the show, there was uh, maybe an episode and a half worth of time where I'm like, eh, we didn't really accomplish too much there, but okay. Uh, it, uh, I was never like, I hated that episode or I hated that part. It just was like, man, some of this we could have maybe skimmed. But it all comes down kind of to the last episode of this show for me, because when we got there, I was like, boy, we have a lot of unresolved shit, and I just don't see how we're going to wrap all of this stuff up in one episode. Mm -hmm. They did, and it worked well, and they, it, like, connecting the dots as they were shot out of a cannon, they pinged off each one, and, it, oh, okay, now this is, okay, we close that line, we close that line, we close that line, now we're good. We got them all. I think we've got them all pretty much figured out. It doesn't answer every single question that it puts out there. I'm not going to tell you what things doesn't because I don't think you've finished it yet. But no. there's a couple of things that are left as question marks. And the way that it all wraps up the series, I'm, I'm vague, being vague on purpose here. It's almost, see, and I'm not a connoisseur of the original show. I've only ever seen clips. I don't even think I've seen a full episode. But the way that it all wraps up, it's like, this is all, the whole of this Netflix show might just be a prequel to the show. You know what I mean? Like, okay. now we're in the shit. Now the show has begun. Uh, we just had this long 10 episode adventure to kick things off. And if that, this is what we're doing with Lost in Space these days, I'm in. This so, obviously better than the LeBlanc movie, huh? Ugh, yes, yes, definitely, by, by a mile. Uh, it, this, this show affected me way more than that one. I, you will have actual feelings about a robot in this show. Uh, there were, uh, was a, I think there was a part or two where I actually was almost maybe rolling a tear in a good oh, way. nice. Of like people helping each other, you know, that, that old trick. Yeah. But they also get into some sticky situations that I'm like, ha there's literally no way to get out of this. Like, somebody's gonna die here. And, I was shocked when they proved me wrong and I was happy the way that they did it. It was awesome. If you're looking for something to scratch that Battlestar Galactica remake and Star Trek kind of itch, this is science fiction for you. I think that it will work for you very well. I echo your thoughts thus far. I've got uh, three episodes under my belt and I'm right there with you in, well, wait, or four uh, I think we got four done now. Um, I I hate her character, but in a good way. She is a great villain. Uh, I will say that the one daughter, not the uh, not the black girl, but the other one, she her acting is a bit shaky for me. She like get, she gets better. Okay, At, once you get, I think it's about the halfway point. She kind of has her own kind of 
arcs and stuff happen. And okay, she, good. she steps in my, in my opinion, I was like, I really like her now. Is it okay, Penny? Okay, good. Is Penny I the redhead? Think so. Yes, yeah. Okay. But I'm in so far. I think my wife thinks it's great. So we're really enjoying it. Uh, it's great special effects. This is like a big budget. It's not spectacle, but just it's a big budget science fiction show. And I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to wearing, where it's going. But that's interesting to hear that obviously they, they tied things up nicely by the end, I'm guessing, but that there's room for future seasons. Oh yeah, definitely. And there, there's still unanswered questions. Um, I will say this, if, if you've gotten past the first couple episodes and you're really digging it, I can't imagine that you, that opinion will change because I thought it got better as it went. And at, again, not knocking the first episode that was very interesting and, and, and full of adventure. And I was like, wow, this is kind of crazy and scary, but it very much mirrored that Matt LeBlanc movie. It peels off from that fairly quickly, but I, it was, uh, it was like, damn. That first episode was fucking stressful with the girl oh, with in the ice. The, oh, I know. That was. But it it was good. It was a yeah. great first episode to kind of draw you in and, like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, so far, thumbs up. Lost in Space. Uh, over to you. Okay. Oh, let's see here on my list of goodies. Um, Okay, talked about Skyline already. I'm just looking. I I have my list here. Prince of Darkness, because nothing says oh, happy happy fun time at five thirty in the morning like uh, a movie about Satan coming back and ruling Earth via John Carpenter creepy music. That's Prince of Darkness and Alice Cooper <laughs> and Alice Cooper. Yes, I love this movie. It, it for all the. Uh, for all the techno mumble jumble that goes on, and there is a lot of that, like where they're explaining what the green goo stuff is in the basement of the the church or whatever. It, some of it is, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm going with this because it's just so weird and cool and time travel-y. And it's, it's got that perfect 80s John Carpenter doom, which uh, it's like, it's, it's not... His 70s stuff, but it's more akin to, obviously much more akin to The Thing, In the Mouth of Madness, They Live, Prince of Darkness. All four of those go very, very well together. They all have a very similar feel. Maybe not They Live quite as much. They Live is a little bit more, a little bit more lighthearted. This is just heavy, heavy, heavy stuff, but I love it. Uh, and actually, I would say that this reminds me the most of in of carpenters in the mouth of madness. I would agree with, with that. Yeah, with just the creatures and the just this doom-filled atmosphere with a very downbeat ending which I love. Uh love this ending. The score is great, the acting. The acting is good. Um it's uh funny that oh, it's his name. Uh, I'm looking here on IMDb Jameson Parker, I believe is the gentleman's name. Um he's like kind of a Kind of a poor man's version of Tom Atkins. Like he's he's almost <laughs> Tom Atkins. Like no, no, he's they're, they're, Tom Atkins is a poor man's version of something else. This guy must be a homeless version of Tom Atkins. Yeah, well, I think that Tom Atkins is kind of a poor man's version of Chuck Norris. I think. Okay. Uh, and then this guy is a poor man's version of that, and it's like you, you guys all have mustache. That 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 works <laughs> for me a lot. Like you're rocking those stashes. At, at uh, this point, this is the weirdest '80s soup kitchen I've ever been in. 
is what yeah. this is. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, but anyway, Alice Cooper's really like he was actually very well cast in this. He he was good as the really really creepy main homeless dude. Great use of bugs. Great use of water spring in other people's mouths and more bugs. And then here's Satan. Roll credits. Wee. <laughs> uh, what what. What's best about this movie is it's the buildup. I mean, they give you some creepy things along the way, but it's all about that ending and selling that ending. And when you sell the ending, if you sell it well enough, it makes the whole movie worthwhile. And that ending is so fucking creepy. Oh, it is. It sells the thing. And in a way, it's almost like a found footagey thing because of the shaky cam they're doing. And whatnot, but that ending with the just the smoke—I I recall smoke and a church door and blackness and, this, and the shadowy figure—and you can hear these like these distorted, yeah, astronaut or whatever transmissions from the future. And if you're reading this transmission, it you know this is not a this is real. What you're seeing is real. Oh, it's it's creepy. Yeah, it makes up for all the weird t- techno talk and the green goo and whatnot. Yeah, good movie. I, I, it's, I think we I mean, we've already talked about John Carpenter in depth, I and mean, this is probably top five John Carpenter for me. It's not my favorite, but it, it every time I watch it, I'm never bored with it, or I'm never tired of it. It just it it just works for what it is. It's right in his sweet spot of where we love John Carpenter. Yeah, would either of us put Halloween in his top five? I wouldn't. Me either. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, it, yeah. it's it's good. It's yeah, iconic. It's nothing it's, against it, but we like the weird John Carpenter. Yeah, I like the more science fictiony John Carpenter. Actually, I would probably I would actually put the fog above Halloween. Yep. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> the, the thing is still my favorite. I think isn't yours Mouth of Madness? I don't know. Did we do a director spotlight on him? I can't remember. I if feel we did like or not. we probably did. If we sh- if we didn't, we should. Uh, that's a great one to to do. Yeah. I'm not, it would be. I, I don't I don't know if In the Mouth of Madness was my favorite. It would probably be between that and The Thing. I think The Thing would probably take that spot, but I'm who knows what I've said if we've done that in the past. But In the Mouth of Madness was one of the first horror movies I ever watched. And the only reason I picked, I, like I convinced my mom to let me watch a horror movie and pick one out of the horror section of Video Connection. I most of the time wasn't even allowed back in that room. And I was like, look, this one's got a book on the cover, and it's like, lived any good stories lately was the tagline. So, like, he gets sucked in the book probably. It'll be all right. Like, I got to check this out a little bit. And she was, like, re- very reluctant. She said, all right, but if there's any gore, then we're turning it off. Okay? Okay. Went home, put it in. I, I remember where I was in the basement watching that movie, and Mom was watching it. And at a certain point, she stood up and said, are you going to turn this off? And I was like, eh. and she left the room and was pissed off. Oh, so she that, actually didn't make you turn it off. Nice. I'm oh, she didn't, but it was more, it was more one of those things of if I make him turn it off, he'll, he will be more into this kind of stuff that maybe my parents talk to yours and they're like, this is how you get Eugene's. Do you want Eugene's? Cause this is how you get Eugene's. <laughs> Because and so mom, I would have, yeah, they threw my stuff away. Like, yeah. oh, you snuck the, well, not the Evil Dead, Jeff Stutzman stole that, but yeah, pr- the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I think she went the uh, disappointment route, which is, I'm very disappointed in you. And See, that, that, that whole on me. guilt trip thing, and I was like, I can kind of 
deal with that. I think yeah. you've kind of been always disappointed. <laughs> uh, I just was like, where is this going? You know, because it, it just got, I can't remember what exact point it was where that happened. It might, you know what it might've been? The old lady, the handcuffs and the tentacle. Oh, that was so good. I, it might've been somewhere in there, that ballpark. I, I don't know though. There, it just, that or it could have been the church that turns into a dark church and they're talking about evil and stuff. like that movie just, it was not what the cover sold it as. And at the end was Sam Neill just in the theater laughing. By the time it was done, I was like, this is amazing. And not because like, I'm so scared just because the movie was the movie version of the story that they were trying to stop from getting produced. And, uh, Charlton Heston. So unique. And so it worked so well. Yeah. That's why I loved it because it was the movie of the story that they were trying to stop and it's too late. Ha ha ha. You already watched it. Your brain is infected. <laughs> great movie fantastic great movie. and it, even like the beginning when it starts and we have the books being printed and there's just some cheesy 80s metal song playing yep. and I'm like that's weird but great yep. yeah I, I loved it it's awesome. even the use of colors in that movie I love when the the that the blue scene where <laughs> Sutter Kane is talking about that and then that everything turns blue that that creeped me out that scene is one of my favorites of the whole movie and a very young Hayden Christensen on a bike delivering papers. Yep. <laughs> okay, next. Do another one. Okay. Um, oh, Southbound. I don't know if I've talked about... I know that I did a write-up on this on our Facebook page uh, several years ago now. But I'm not sure if I actually talked about it on the show anymore. I, Southbound. I, it might have been a roulette, wasn't it? No. Um, no. Okay. Um, this has been on Amazon Prime for the longest time, but it's never hit Netflix. Uh, this is 2015. I think because we would, back when we were doing reviews quite a bit, um, whatever we would actually do write-ups on, we generally wouldn't talk about on the show or very, very little. So I probably didn't talk much about this, if, if at all. Is but this, this the is one an, with the, the pentagram thing yes. on the cover? Okay. Yeah. So I rewatched this one. It's been long enough, and I really, really liked it the first time. And some of these anthology movies, they play great the second time through or some not so much. It's like, eh, that wasn't as good as I remember. Uh, happy to report that Southbound on second viewing still holds up. And this is such a movie that you should check out. I Very, tried to, but it was taken off of Netflix. Because, uh, it's yeah, it's on Amazon Prime right now. It is so cool. Uh, the director, one of the directors, is a guy that I think is the guy that made... It is. He made The Ritual that we really liked from Netflix. Uh, Guys in the Woods, Creature. David Bruckner is the director. Narrow it down a little bit more than that? <laughs> oh, they, they, just recently, the Netflix movie. The Oh, oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah. The I Creature, gotcha. yeah. Uh, and actually, that's one of the reasons why I decided to watch this again, is I, I, been, I still remember how much I liked The Ritual. I'm like, ah, oh, that guy also did a segment in Southbound. I should watch that one again. Every story works. Every single story works. And what I like about this movie is they're all kind of in a v well, not VHS, but they kind of are sort of interwoven with each other. Or like as one is ending, a part of the ending story takes off into the next story and the next story and the next story. And this is all basically, I don't want to spoil it, but it's basically just, the road to hell and the people that are trapped in it uh, and how they have gotten to this possible purgatory type state. Um, it's so good, man. It's every story works. 
and I like the fact that they are all they all have a sort of nightmare logic to them, and they're none of them are really wrapped up good, which is obviously to me at least done deliberately uh, that makes it work better. Like they're sort of wrapped up, but not. It's like, and it's almost done as we go to the next one, and it's almost done as we go to the next one, and then the cycle continues. But uh, it, with the budget, which was. I'm guessing fairly small. This is a gem in the rough. There is some CGI creatures in it uh, that I... it They were genuinely uh, unsettling the first time I watched it, and they still are... And I, what I like is that they seem very low rent, but it works. And that is usually not the case. When you're doing CGI creatures and they look like kind of cheap, uh, it usually takes me out of the movie, but here they were so well designed, even in their simplicity, that they really, really worked. And you'll, if and when you watch it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Cool. But uh, it's it. I think that you would dig it because it's not just straight up horror. It's got a lot of fantasy type elements going on and how they're interwoven together. But anyway, thumbs up here on second viewing. Cool. I look forward to watching it. And I, again, I tried, but uh, kicked off Netflix. I'll have to find it somewhere else. Or maybe you could pick it up on Blu-ray, at least by this October, so I can watch it. Oh, whoa, there you go. I still think you should get uh, Amazon Prime. There's some great content over there. I know there is, and I, it's it's more of a financial thing at this point. Yeah. And people are like, oh, come on, it's only 100 bucks a year. It's like, bitch, I got three kids. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> we buy enough stuff on Amazon Prime. Uh, we, when we get a lot of stuff on Amazon Prime, that that's how we... How I've been we working on, on talking to the wife. But see, we're, we're just coming out of the winter slow work season, so it's about catching up and... Until my uh, regular hours pick up, then we'll have a little more flow, and then I can, you know, present it. Hey, we should get Amazon Prime. We can buy diaper diapers. We can buy uh, paper towels and shit on there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we get on there that is cheaper. Okay, let's yeah, movies. Yeah, we want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, okay, back to me. Movies. Uh, you know, I think that I have just a minimal amount of thoughts on these next things that I can fit three in in this round. Let's start with Lords of Salem, because I want to talk about at least one movie this week, because there's more TV inbound. Ha <laughs> ha, I didn't tell you. Lords Ooh. of Salem from quote-unquote, air quote, 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 uh, writer, director, Roberto <laughs> Zombie. Oh, this was a piece of shit. <laughs> Take a big sip. <sighs> Lords of Salem, starring Who Cares, and uh, story is... Uh, oh, who gives a shit? It sucked. Um, next up. Ah, uh, what more do you want from me? Come on. I like that movie. No, you don't. You just it's, it's got some witches in it, so you're like, yay, and a little bit of blood. Okay, here, <laughs> I'll give it some positives, all right? This is by far, without a doubt, the best acting performance by Sherry Moon Zombie that I've seen so far. I have to come correct. I have dogged most of her work uh, as an actress. Knocked it out of the park in here. This is the way she needs to more be. Instead of like, I'm so crazy! Look at me, I, aren't I crazy? This was so much better. Like, she just was very reined in and was in her character, and I believed her character. I believed this wasn't the same person playing the same role that she's played in other movies, because yeah. she seems the same in all those other movies. And I don't, 
I don't buy it. It feels like I'm playing pretend that I'm psycho. And it's, eh, no, not really. Um, what else? Oh, record backwards, or there was a record player, and Barbara Crampton's in there somewhere, I think. And Just because you got people from better horror movies in your movie doesn't make you a good horror movie. Yeah, they're playing this weird record. It wasn't even backwards, they were playing it forwards. And then they kept playing it, even though it was like five notes and not a song, but that's what they do because they're crazy Howard Sterny shock jocks. Um, oh, yeah, that's uh, right, they were. And they... Oh, I just reminded you of the movie you like. <laughs> 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 what a had a mustache, if I remember correctly. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. It's it's not good. And they they just it's the same problems that I have with the other things that are Rob Zombie written. It's telegraphed. The shit is telegraphed. Like she gets the record and oh, the fan even knew my name. Fucking internet. Ha ha. My real name. Ha ha. It's like, oh, okay, so her real name is going to come into play later. Gee, I wonder what that could be. And then later, when he's doing a genealogy report, oh, wait a minute, you mean that the the curse from the witches back in 1500s or whatever is on this one guy's great-great-great-great-granddaughter? I'm like, oh, God, I wonder what her real name might possibly be. And then the guy's doing genealogy tracking, and he's like, I can't believe it. It's her! And I'm like, a duh! A duh! <laughs> I'm giving thought to watching that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you go for it. You have fun watching it. I'm not busting your chops about liking it. I'm just saying, for me and myself, yeah. <laughs> nah, not so much. But I will give a golf clap for Sherry Moon Zombie, who I have much maligned in the past. You did an excellent job. And you need keep working on your craft and keep growing as an actress. I, I, if this is the way you're going, that you're, you're doing great. Keep it up. Uh, okay. Next up, uh, because I was so into that lost in space, it was like, gee, I wonder if I can find another sci-fi show. I need another sci-fi show. What sci-fi show? You know, I haven't checked into crackle in months and months and months. Let's see what's going on new there. Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Have you ever watched this show? I have not. I've wanted to. That lasted, I believe, two seasons. It's two seasons. Uh, I never got around to watching it, but I always heard good things, and I thought, you know what the hell? I'm in. I've been in a very Terminator mood because I, I've mentioned it a few weeks ago that I'm kind of in the mood to watch some of those movies again, especially the later ones, just because they're so forgettable. Uh, let's watch. Let's check this out. See if it's anything. I am on season two, episode ten. Whoa. So, binging it. This is what I've been watching, Eugene, this week. <laughs> no, can you, oh yeah, and you gave me no hints. I had no idea. Lost in Space, Terminator, Sarah Connor. I, I, I watched a whole other season of another show this week, too. <laughs> ah, TV Freaks. Well, it's just, it's because it's, it's easy for me to have it on the background when I'm going through emails. And that's half of my work is going through emails. So some of this shit can just be floating there in the background and it's not... It doesn't require absolute focus. Sure. I got it. Uh, I got it. But this show, this was one where half the episodes, it was like, okay, I got to turn off my shit and turn and pay attention because this is cool. Uh, it is kind of a low rent Terminator thing, but it's now prevented me from watching other Terminator movies because it takes place between two and three. So I can't watch the later ones until I finish this because it kind of takes place right after two. Uh, I'm assuming you're almost done. Like, how, I'm not sure how many episodes there are. I, I've got two or three left, and then I'm done. 
I, and I went through the first season and then stopped and took a break and watched a few more movies and have since, uh, like, I'm like, oh, well, I'm ready to watch more Terminator, but I can't watch any of the, those following sequels until I wa- finish watching the show. So that's all I've been burning through then. Uh, yeah. Last couple days. Uh, it's good. It's really quite entertaining if you're into Terminator and you can stomach a couple seasons of a show. I know you don't like TV and all that episodic shit, but it, perfect treadmill shit for you. Perfect 5 a.m. treadmill stuff. You, totally Awake, angry at life, let's at least get, yeah. Yeah, let's see some Terminators shoot some shit and kill some people and uh, a couple of, I mean, there are a couple of bits of, I was surprised at the goriness, just little things here and there. I'm not going to say it's totally gory, but there were things here and there. I'm like, wow, that's, that's kind of gross. Uh, and now that I'm into season two, there are a couple of episodes in season two that I did not like. Uh, and it's not because I didn't like the story. It's because I didn't like the way they presented it. They were doing, trying to like, we're do a Quentin Tarantino thing where we show it from this guy's perspective. Then we go show the same story from this guy's perspective. Then we go show it from this guy. And they did it like seven people. It's like, Please, stop. Just show the episode and be done. But, whatever. It's not here, there, or there, and I'm, I'm almost wrapped it up, and uh, <laughs> it is entertaining, and I, it, it's another cool sci-fi show. Uh, and lastly for this round is a show on Netflix called Fastest Car, which I had told you about. Yes. You're more of a car guy than me, so I think that you would definitely enjoy this. I think that you could get through this entire first season in about 40 minutes. Most of the episodes are 40 minutes long, at least, I, I want to say. And most of the episode is the human interest side of the story that I could not give a shit about. But it's just background while I'm working. Um, it's The idea is that they find three gearheads to you know, take their sleeper cars and race a uh, supercar. So you've got a Pontiac and a Ford and a... God, a Pinto that people built in their garages, like they're in the Fast and the Furious, and they're racing a Lamborghini. So you go through and learn all about all four of these different drivers for 30 minutes, and then they all line up four wide, do a quarter mile, whoever wins, wins. For you, skip to the race. You can watch each episode in about five minutes and be on your merry way. Uh, for me, it was just playing in the background, and some of the stuff was kind of funny, but it, it's, it gets really repetitive. It's a lot of, oh, it's, it's win or nothing. It's all, all the work we do, and oh, we can beat that Lambo. That ain't nothing. What do they do? Oh, what, how, how do they get zero to 60? Oh, I got that. That's easy. And then they, more, I don't want to say more times than not, because a, a lot of times the people driving the supercars were not like race car drivers. They're, they're, one girl has a Lambo that she pimped out with, like, Batgirl stuff, and she goes around to hospitals and dresses like Batgirl for sick kids, and there's, like, sick kids painted on the side of her car, okay? Like, totally amazing, awesome person. She's not a race car driver, so the way that she maybe didn't win, not gonna spoil it, not surprising at all. Then you have the other people that... <laughs> are not race car drivers, and they're going up against these... these they're, they're kind of like rednecks. Like, oh, my car can totally smoke that Lambo. Yeah, no. They get totally blown doors off by, you know, random Ferrari or random Lambo. And it's kind of great to see, because you're kind of like, you're kind of a prick. 
So I kind of enjoy that you got your ass handed to you. Uh, hmm. That being said, when you got to the, the final episode where they lined up like seven or eight wide of all the people who previously won in the previous episodes, there was only two supercars. Everything else was home built. So That's kind of cool. Okay. it was. Uh, there were a couple of humble people along the way where you kind of did root for them. So it was nice to see some of them come through. But it is a competitive racing world, and most of them just talk shit. And it's it's that obnoxious kind of talking shit where you're like, you know what? Fuck you, man. I hope you lose. Uh, but for you, car guy that just wants to see kind of the races, skip to the end of each episode. You'll you'll, you'll be able to see it on your Netflix skipper. Uh, oh, oh, we're in the desert now, or we're at the airport. It's, it's okay, time. Here we go. Eh, then watch the race. You'll be totally fine with that. You could burn through this whole season, like I said, in about 40 minutes. <laughs> a treadmill. Yep. And I think that you would enjoy that uh, a fair amount. Anyway, okay. That's enough for me. Back to you. Okay. Uh, two, just real quick to check off the list. First up is a movie called Demon Witch Child from 1975, uh, directed by Armando D'Asorio. He is the guy that made the Blind Dead series that I so like. I came across this on Amazon Prime, and I'm like, that might be the coolest title of any movie ever, and every movie henceforth should be named Demon Witch Child, because that is just awesome. Unfortunately... <laughs> the Jeff Stutzman story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the movie itself is a Spanish exorcist ripoff, uh, laughable, uh, and boring, um, but still kind of good, kind of... Um, I'm sorry, what was the title again? Uh, Demon Witch Child. Okay, I just wanted to verify. I thought that's what you said. Yeah, it, now on IMDb it's known as The Possessed or La Endemolib something. No, no, it's Demon Witch Child. Yeah, Demon Witch Child is, yeah, that's the title. I, I'd wear a shirt that says that. Um, <laughs> With my kid's picture on it. Yeah, it's some, <laughs> something about a girl that gets possessed because of some witch that knocks over some random stuff at a, priests at a church or whatever, and then the witch inhabits the body of this really obnoxious girl who becomes Linda Blair-ish, uh, but they don't have enough money to do, like, to go all out with special effects, so it's just her spouting off, you know, dubbed bad words, uh, and the the dad is in denial, whatever, the, the title's great, um, therefore I gave it two stars. Uh, next up is Blood Harvest. This is a late 80s, uh, slasher movie, uh, that this one here actually was, I, 1987, uh, 88 films from the UK put this out. And then I guess they got the rights taken away from them or there's rights issues. So, uh, I'm assuming that the Blu-ray is going to very quickly vanish. So of course I had to buy it. Uh, and I did. And it's what a waste of 25. I mean, <laughs> What a waste of $25. This is awful. Like, I mean, this is just awful, awful shit. And I'm not going to sell it. <laughs> but Tiny... I think we found our intro for the week, but carry on. <laughs> uh, Tiny Tim is in this. And you know who Tiny Tim is? Tiptoe through the tulips. Yep. Uh, he does a stupid little song, and he's a clown. He dresses up like a clown because he's... I... I don't know. Uh, and he's got a brother for some reason and a girl that gets naked like all the time in the movie. Just random forms of, of, of undress. Um, 
And the, the victims are strung up like hogs and their throats are slashed, which is kind of cool. Uh, everything else in the movie is just, uh, I mean, it's so, so bad. I knew right away when I, when I, when I hit play on this thing, I'm like, oh, you're from the mid eighties or late eighties and this is on Blu-ray remastered and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yet you're still full frame. So, huh? You're still full frame. And then Tiny Tim's name came up. I'm like, oh dear God. Um, yeah, so I guess Blood Harvest of the Demon Witch Child is, that was, that's that doubleheader right there and for the you. And the Lords of Salem. And the, <laughs> um, I, it's region free if you ever want to watch it. I, I dare nope. you. I do not. No, no, no. Uh, it's, oh, 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 Lord. I look forward to your re-review in about, yeah. um, T minus two years. Oh yeah, I will definitely rewatch it because sometimes those movies, <laughs> in, initial reactions are like that was awful, and then much like you know, much like a really harsh pack of non-filtered cigarettes, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I can start to see the. I am suicidal enough to enjoy this. This is not as bad as I remember, and Tiny Tim's kind of funny because he's a clown. I yeah. You know, all throughout that review, it was like you were trying to talk yourself out of liking this movie. <laughs> it sounded to me like you liked it. Oh, it, just, it was so long, and I kept on looking at it like, oh, there's 45 minutes left, and the, all the girls naked again walking around a park. like, ooh, ew, gross. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, which now I guess I should quick, uh, speaking of which, I should review Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Uh, <laughs> carry on. Okay, because that blends right over into that, because... Uh, <laughs> We have males in various states of undress in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Um, finally. Yes. Good God, finally. Uh, kill for me, Jesse. Jesse dancing around in underwear. Jesse uh, and his fake girlfriend because he's totally into the buff, dark-haired dude that Freddy pops out of. And it's great. It's... I love Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. And the... The, the high school coach with the black leather that gets his ass smacked in the shower with the invisible Freddy in the towels. And, like, why is Freddy smacking this guy in the ass with towels? I loved it. I, I, every time I watch that movie, and this dude gets strung up in the, in the, in the shower. I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, in the showers, and then you just, you just, his clothes just whoop, get ripped off, and then you just see these, these towels flying off the rack, and then Invisible Freddy rolls them up and smack, smack, I'm like, this is, this is a horror movie, I guess, or something else. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that only, movie. Only for straight people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I, I, it's such a weird movie in the best way possible because none of it really makes sense. And the, the, the Jesse and the girl relationship, I'm like, that is, it's so obviously not, not real. Like this seems so fake and Jesse, I want to help you, Jesse. So he's like, I can't, I got to run to my, my dude's house and whisper to him as he lays in bed about Freddy's coming for me and stay away from me. Yes, he stay is away. coming. He's coming for both oh, of us. And it's something all right. Freddy's revenge. Okay, I've got to shut up. I, I have to shut up. No. No, you oh. don't. 
I was not prepared to, I was not planning on reviewing Nightmare on Elm Street 2, but after Blood Harvest, I'm like, let's just keep rolling with this. Uh, okay, a final round, and I don't want to kick off this review because I want to hear your thoughts first uh, of a movie we both rewatched recently. I didn't tell you that I rewatched it. Last Jedi. I would like you to give your thoughts first so that I don't influence anything. Okay. Because I rewatched that. That's the one that me and the wife started at like 10 o'clock at night. Okay. Uh, so my wife and I watched that as well. And our listeners are like, this guy has a wife? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but he every once a week has to run to Skype to whisper sweet nothings in my fucking ear. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention, people. <laughs> yep. Okay. Back to Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> uh, I gotta say, on second viewing, and I liked it the first time. I had my reservations about it, and there were certain things that I'm like, yeah, it was good, but eh. I, uh, on second viewing, I really, really liked it uh, more than the first time. My wife, the same. We split it up actually into two nights because it is a long movie, um, and I still have a couple minor complaints, and and but. Honestly, like, I can see the reason why Ryan Johnson did certain things. Even if I didn't like them as much as maybe if he would have gone another way, it's still within the context of the movie and how it is laid out. It actually makes perfect sense. And one of those is Luke as the, uh, you know, grumpy old guy. Um, I, I, on second viewing, I'm like, I, I understand now. I kind of see why he is painted as such. It actually makes sense. Um, some of the humor, a little bit of the humor, still doesn't work for me. But if it's not like it's awful, cringeworthy stuff. It's just like, oh, I didn't get a huge laugh out of me or anything like that. But otherwise, I thought it was great. I'm still wondering where they're going to go with the Princess Leia character. Because I'm still surprised that she made it out of this one. But I, who knows? The next one could take place years in the future. Uh, when the, I don't know. I have no way of knowing and nobody but, knows and everybody's wondering what they're going to do but he, the way it was supposed to go is that uh force awakens was han's story and mm-hmm. the last jedi was luke's story and then episode nine was leia's story but she passed away so they had to change it you know what are they going to do it's not their fault uh, yeah on second viewing of this movie i loved it and I did fall asleep a little bit, but it, we started it super frickin' late. Uh, and I was awake for all the parts I cared about. <laughs> As for the Luke being the way that he is, at I mean, at the first viewing, I kind of was like, ah. and the more I thought about it, even like hours after leaving the theater, I was like, no, that's right. Because it's not the Luke we want, but it's the Luke we deserve. And I, I saw all of the beautiful writing elements that cl- close that arc. That is the right way to handle that character. It may not be what we want, but it's the way that it is. And he's doing things that he, the masters before him did. People are, I, I get so irritated. I've talked about it before, but I get so irritated with people that are like, Luke wouldn't run away and just hide somewhere on some island. It's like, well, what the hell did. Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, Yoda do after their student, Anakin Skywalker, lost his shit. Um, well, one went to Dagobah, and one went to Tatooine, and hid, and did nothing. Well, there's different circumstances, and the whole revolution, yeah, I get all that. They still ran away. 
they were still Jedi Masters. You're expecting more out of a fucking farm boy than you're expecting out of the people that were raised in a Jedi temple. Um, it, I don't know, man. It just freaking works for me. It's so damn good. I, I just think it's great. And especially, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched The Last Jedi, skip ahead a little bit. The end, okay, I, when we were going to land on that salt planet or whatever, I realized, okay, Luke's gonna die. That, that's going to happen. And I, but I was like, I want him to whip Kylo's ass, but we can't do that or we don't have a villain. We've already killed our villain from the yeah. Force Awakens, they, which was a very dark thing to do because now they're making Kylo the actual villain of the series, mm-hmm. which is, that's hardcore crazy. We haven't seen some, something like that before. Uh, so I'm like, well, Kylo's not going to die or we have no villain. So Luke's going to die, but I don't. And I'm okay with that, I guess, but I don't, I don't want Kylo to have the joy of killing him with their past, that whole Rashomon thing they did. Yeah. I don't want Kylo to have that joy, because that little spoiled prick. And Ryan Johnson, bless his real writer's heart, found a way to have Luke show him up, also die, but Kylo not get the joy of doing it. Amazing. Absolutely amazing the way that they handled that. I thought that was brilliant. And that's where real writing comes in at the core of the movie. Um, so yeah, uh, it worked for me in spades. I think my wife probably still has some questions about it, but we didn't talk too much about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, amazing. I loved it. I loved it. And I, I will say, I'm not willing to give that movie a 10, but it might be the best Star Wars movie yet. For me. I mean, it's right up there with the original trilogy. It's, and I don't know if I give any of them tens because it's got some things in it, like you said, that are, eh. yeah. Uh, but I still, oh, it's so fucking good. Yeah. And wait know. till you watch the special features. They're really, really good. I'm going to do that. And yeah. I've got, actually, I've got so many feels about The Last Jedi. It's not impossible that I might rewatch it and do a solo commentary on it. That's too damn long for both of us to get together and do that but i might just hey here's my thoughts on it peoples <laughs> yeah uh hey if you ever want to do that with, that's what i was trying to explain to you too if you ever want to do that with a movie that you're watching for the umpteenth time you want to just plop on the recorder and do a commentary track it'll go up as a thing ah. just pass it off i'll put it up all right i might actually do that go for it yeah. that's a shit okay uh, I think it's about time to, oh, my dog says it's time to yeah. wrap things up. Yeah, my so, wife just said to me, are you saying goodnight to the boys? I'm like, oh, we're almost done. I'm like, I don't want to just have us stop. And I'm like, uh. she She snuck in the office. I got to let her out. Just hold on a second. Yeah, he's going senile. Can you, can you let her out, honey? Thank you. We're done in five minutes. Do you want to do a coming soon? Wrap this up, um, or just you want to wrap it up? Let's just wrap it up. Yeah, because I've got some that I'm thinking about watching. But right this week is this week is crazy, and there's so much going on this week. Uh, let's just wait till next week. <laughs> All right, no problem. Uh, okay, I'll see you next week. All right, man. Till then. See Bye. You.
Thanks for listening to Movie Freaks. If you would like to get a hold of us, or drop us a line, or tell us you liked a review, or hated a review, or you disagree, or agree, or anything at all, you can get a hold of us at facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod. You can email us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. You can also follow us on the Twitter, at moviefreakspod. Thanks for listening.